I will destroy them all. Hello and welcome to the coordinate, an Attack on Titan podcast coming to you from my car today. Um, yeah. So if you hear lots of weird noises, it's because I'm recording in my car, uh, in a parking lot on an airport next to a construction site. Yeah, maybe it'll sound perfect. Anyways, I'm Tyler, and uh, this week we're breaking down episode 65 of Attack on Titan, the Warhammer Titan. Also, at the end of this episode, I think I'm going to talk about chapter 136 a little bit if I have time, um, uh, of the manga. So, um, I'll be sure to give you lots of warning before I spoil anything, so no worries there if you're not caught up. Um, but anyways, so, before we get into things, uh, let's deal with Bill. So, if you're a new listener, me and my friend Bill alternate talking about the show every week. And last week, Bill asked me a few questions, including, How does Willie know Aaron has the founding titan? And, well, um, Bill, in the episode, you found super boring Midnight Train. Zeke hatches a plan to regain the Founding Titan and take over Paradise, which will help Marley's military power remain dominant a little bit longer. Part of that plan involves getting the rest of the world to see Paradise as a threat again, for some reason. I don't know if it's to get the rest of the world to back off of Marley or if they actually, like, want their help fighting them. But anyways, uh, Zeke tells the warriors that they will use the Tiber's influence with the wider world to achieve that. And if you remember, Reiner and Zeke experienced firsthand Aaron using the power of the Founding Titan when he punched his mom's Titan and, um, like, all, all those other Titans, like, attacked them. I, I think Zeke was there, at least. I can't really remember. Anyways, I'm sure they revealed that information to the Marley generals and, you know, etc. and, uh, the Tiber's. Willie also says in this episode that the Tiber's have been keeping tabs on paradise so it's possible they somehow have spies there um i don't know I, I don't know if like that's just like a recent update or like maybe they've always had spies there grisha snuck in sort of um anywho you also asked a question about annie and yes she does become a butterfree This one starts out with a scene that wasn't fully in the manga. I think there might have been like a single panel showing this. But uh, yeah, it's Willie telling his family goodbye forever because he knows he's not coming back. Um, and then we see him and his sister leave for um, Labario. Is that the name of the place? Yeah, I think so. Ooh, it's really hot in this car. Next up, we have the carriage ride scene with uh, Commander Magath and uh, Willie. So this honestly cleared up a lot of the confusion I had reading the manga. If you remember a few episodes back, I said Willie's plan didn't really make sense to me. And part of that confusion is uh, that sometimes the manga can be kind of hard to understand who is speaking. Uh, they don't use speech bubbles to tie down words to a character. So seeing it with mouth flaps and voice acted made it pretty clear who was saying what. So he wants Paradise to attack Marley, and he wants the world to see it. Specifically, he wants himself and the local Eldians to be seen as victims, presumably so the world feels like some sympathy for them, and will start to only hate the Eldians from Paradise. I really like how when Commander Magath brings up the amount of civilian casualties, Willie reminds him that, you know, he's been, like, throwing Eldians at bullets for years and you know he has hasn't felt bad then really so um and most of the deaths here most of the civilian deaths are going to be eldian um magnus is obviously a little upset by that thought because 
Uh, you know, in the previous episode, it seems he does have some sympathy for the Eldians, and it appears Willie does too in here. Um, and that was one thing that I was always confused by. I didn't know if, like, Willie didn't necessarily see himself as an Eldian, but uh, it appears he actually does want to help the ones that at least aren't on the island. Or maybe he wants to help all of them, and he just, you know, he's willing to sacrifice the ones on the island because that's what he's got to do to change how the world sees them. But he does mention that he's been trying to improve the world's view of Eldians for years, which I thought was interesting. Um, An interesting little tidbit, uh, Willie mentions that there are people inside Marley's military and also foreign nations conspiring with Paradise, but they aren't aware of who yet. Um, Well, we, we know who one of those is. Motherfucking Falco! And then I also I really like how this scene ended with Magath saying something to the effect of like, and it's true, the Eldians are truly the spawn of the devil. But we too are devils, as he shakes hands with Willie. Um, I thought that was a pretty powerful scene, because like he he does care, I guess. Um but yeah, so then that jump cuts to Aaron's creepy attack titan scream as he eats Willie and then turns to give the audience the most disturbing look ever. Uh, and cue the intro music. Oh, hey, really glad you turned around on the intro, Bill, as I think the music and imagery are both really good. But yeah, so Aaron's attack titan looks like really different in that scene to me. Like he's got like pointy teeth now. For some reason, one eye is glowing and the other one's not. I don't know if that has something to do with the fact that uh, Aaron had was missing an eye or like maybe his guy got damaged or maybe they just thought that would look cooler. I'm not really sure. Anyways, uh, next up, Aaron just starts wrecking shit. Uh, we see him slam into the area where Marley's military is sitting. Uh, everyone there is freaking out except for that one general we saw in Midnight Train. Uh, Bill probably missed him completely, but uh, yeah. He does not flinch at all, and I'm curious if it's because he knew the plan and sort of expected to die, or maybe he was just frozen with fear. I'm not not really sure. Um, next, we see that Zofia is dead. Uh, she was killed by rubble from the building Aaron transformed in, and then Udo, Udo, I think it's Udo. Um, he gets trampled by the fleeing crowds, and I am reminded why I totally did not remember these two kids from the manga at all because they died years ago <laughs> I, I did i did find their deaths touching though in this episode and it definitely helped sell the horrific nature of aaron's actions in the manga there is this one really good panel that didn't get exactly shown well in the anime that i kind of wish it did so in this panel there's this family and they're watching willie's play go on and uh aaron's doing the transformation but like that they don't know that's happening and you can just see this crack growing beneath them and like they're just sitting in this window like having no clue that in less than seconds they're gonna die and it's just this innocent Eldian family and Aaron kills them uh yeah like his transformation was just so quick in the last episode that you didn't really get a chance to appreciate how many people were in that building they did show a scene like before he destroys it of people in the building but I I just thought that was a very powerful image and i kind of wish they would have like just like did like some slow motion effect as he is transforming so we could see little details like that but you know the two kids dying did like a good enough job of showing how horrific what he did was uh if you do want to check out that panel i'll put a link in the show notes so you can click there and see it next we see willie's sister transform foot first into the warhammer titan and uh bill shits his pants i believe he said he'd do that if uh you know if, if willie wasn't the holder of the titan so yeah bill did you shit your pants 
Also, how do you feel about the design? Well, once it like shoots Aaron into the sky on a giant spike through the chest, so he'll stop punching into the face and it can form properly, you know, like not like you can't judge it based on not having a face. Uh, to me, it looks a lot like a gimp suit, which is a bit weird. Um, I was glad that, you know, with the colored, you, you got to see that it does have like a fleshy underneath, uh, it does have like a fleshy skin underneath the gimp suit exterior armor, because I always thought it was weird that this one Titan just wasn't fleshy. It was like sort of metallic looking, which in black and white, it did just look metallic looking to me, but nope, this one's just too glassy to be naked like everyone else. So, so yeah, at first it looks like Aaron has the upper hand, but then the Warhammer Titan skewers him through the chest and lops his head off completely with a humorously long handled Warhammer. And the manga, it's a bit more gruesome, and you can, like, you, you can see, like, the bones and stuff hanging out of uh, Aaron's Attack Titan's neckle, but uh, they censored it with some smoke in the anime, which, uh, it, it's a little concerning. Like, it's not awful. Like, if this is all they do as far as censoring, it's not that bad, but uh, I don't know. It's Attack on Titan. It's a show about people inside big people eating people. Like, it, it's gonna be gruesome. Hopefully they don't censor too much else later on. So just when it looks like Aaron's about to lose, you know, his uh, his Titan's missing his head. I, I believe the Marley soldiers think that, you know, the Warhammer Titan's actually won. Um, he casually just like pushes his upper body out of the attack Titan and says, Mikasa, it's now or never. And enter Magasa, being a badass as usual, like just like instantly throwing and detonating several thunder spears in the Warhammer's nape. Uh, meanwhile, the rest of the scouts show up and just like completely decimate Marley's military. And uh, <laughs> I really love the intro to, uh, I love the introduction to both of these. Uh, we get them separately. We get Mikasa has the epic intro and then we have the rest of the scouts can intro like for them you just hear like the like whoosh, whoosh, like whooshing around noises of them being spider-man with their odm gear so while the warhammer is temporarily down mikasa tries to reason with aaron's humanity by pointing out that you know like he killed an ass load of civilians and also children but he doesn't really respond and uh soon the warhammer titan is back up in action because Turns out, it's a shifter, it's shifter doesn't have to stay in its nape. It's actually connected at the foot via what appears to be like bubblegum. Uh, I, I don't remember this looking as goofy in the manga, but in motion, it looks kind of funny that the Warhammer has like a string of goo just attached to its foot. So Mikasa does some really cool fighting with the Warhammer while Eren tracks down the location of the shifter. So when I look at my notes and I see the word shifter, it looks like shitter. Uh, that has nothing to do with anything, but I'm sweating in a car. That's all I can think about. So, anyways, it turns out the person is in a Titan cocoon, just waiting for the day that it evolves into a Butterfree like Annie. Uh, just before Aaron can bite down on it, though, Porco latches onto his nape, but can't bite because here comes uh, Levi's big ol' entry. Uh, yeah, Levi shows up, cuts the jaw Titan's muscles that control control its jaws, and so Porco can't bite. Um, I really love Porco's reaction to meeting Levi. He's just like terrified. And he's like, this must be the Ackerman, which, uh, you know, makes Levi sound like a superhero, which he kind of is. Um, I also like that, you know, it's apparent that Zeke has spread the word about how terrifying Levi is. Um, I, I'm betting Zeke has nightmares similar to the ones Reiner has about Mikasa, about like Levi chopping him all up because that's what Levi does. Um, yeah, so that's basically the end. 
Uh, Porco has most of the survey corp about to slice and dice him, and yeah, he's just scared shitless. He's like, "How how can these mere humans defeat me? I I I'm a Titan shifter." Um, so yeah, I really like this episode. I know there's been continued complaints about the use of CGI for the Titans, but I just I don't really get it. Overall, it looks great to me. And until I see anything that looks remotely as wonky as Rod Reese's Titan from season three, you'll hear zero complaints from me. Like. There's a few things on my second watching where I was, like, really paying attention that I'm like, oh, yeah, that CGI looks a little funny. Like, how Aaron, like, flops onto the, um, uh, Marley's military at the beginning of the episode. Like, it looks a little weird, but, eh, it's fine. Like, in action, like, if you're not just, like, trying to pick it apart, it, it looks totally great. Um, one thing I completely skipped over, though, is, uh, Gabby. Like, any mention of Gabby, but from... <laughs> Her perspective, you see a lot of parallels between Aaron's attack on her hometown and Reiner's attack on Aaron's. Like, most specifically, one uh, line she says is, I don't understand why Zofia and Udo had to die. And that mirrors exactly what, like, something that Aaron said about his mom. So, you know, realistically, it's kind of weird that they use the same exact word choices, but literally, it's a nice echo. I also didn't talk much about the return of all of our other Survey Corps friends. And, um, yeah, we get to see everyone, and it's great. Like, it's just nice seeing them, even though they're all out there murdering. But, um, I'm sure Bill was excited to see his favorite character, Sasha. Uh, unfortunately, I also had to see my least favorite character, Floak. Floach? Flock? Floach? I don't know how to say his name. I haven't seen up to this part in the anime uh, dubbed. So I, I don't know. I think it's flock float. I think it's flock. Yeah. I really hate him. He's a horrible person, but I guess like he's, he's a, I hate him not because Isayama did a bad job writing the character, but because he did a good job. Like he's a horrible, he's a well-developed character that I hate. Um, yeah. So, uh, one random scene that I really liked was the reveal that, uh, peak gave the like panzer unit. I think that's what the people on her back are called. Uh, a message to follow them because because Beardy, referring to um, Armin, uh, seemed a bit sus. Uh, and that was a nice reveal to me just because uh, I know uh, Bill thought like that whole hug scene was like a little bit anime tropey and weird, but I, I like that it had a purpose. Like it wasn't just there to be goofy. But that's all I got for you this week, other than, you know, the chapter 136 spoilers. So if you want to hear those, hang around until after the outro music. Otherwise, uh, check out mine and Bill's other podcasts, which you can probably find links to below. If not, you can find them at probablywork.com. And until next week, don't get eaten. gonna keep this short i'm like it's getting real hot in my car <laughs> if i'm being honest and i just want to go back inside where or outside the car where it's not so hot um so chapter 136 if you didn't hear we've got three chapters left which is crazy i don't see how from the point we're at right now how exactly do we get 
to the end of the manga. Um, we got Falco with his really cool looking flying Titan. I, I, I thought that was a neat design. And uh, then we have Armin who is inside of what like, he got absorbed into the founding Titan, I guess. Like we see him and Zeke in paths. So I don't know if they're dead or alive or what. Um, yeah, I have no clue what's going to happen. But uh, one thing I did want to comment on is the fact that I used to be really disappointed that we didn't see much of Armin as the Colossal Titan. Like, we'll probably get something next episode. Um, I, I believe he destroys the ships that are surrounding uh, their location. So we'll get to see that. But I think that's the last time we see him as the Colossal Titan, more or less. Um, the more I thought about it, I really, I, I really think it fits him. It's like not using that power because, you know, he's a pacifist. It'd be weird. So I'm assuming he's going to do something in paths to like, outsmart the founding titan and maybe that's how we get some kind of time loop thing because um isayama said before that the end of the anime is not good or bad it's just the beginning so i'm assuming we get a time loop but i don't know who knows we'll find out in april uh the other thing i wanted to mention is bill loves sasha and she's gonna die in like an episode or two so yeah, that's something to look forward to as far as his reaction. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I'm going to go get out of this hot car and you don't get eaten. Hey, everyone. Scott here with my good pal, Rich. Say hi, Rich. Hi. And we're here today to tell you about a podcast we host together with our buddies, Jay and Bill. The RPG After Years. The After what? The RPG After Years. Our show has entered into a new era of covering everything RPGs, both old and new. Thus, it is after its first era. It's the after years. I thought RPG was rocket propelled grenade. No, RPG stands for role playing game. It's a genre of video game. Every week, we go through the latest news and discuss other relevant RPG related topics. We also review RPGs as we complete them. So, an RPG is not a rabid Portuguese goose? No, thank God. From Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy to The Witcher and Cyberpunk, we've got RPGs covered from the dawn of time to the far-flung future. Oh, I've heard of Final Fantasy. I'd hope so. So check us out on iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast listening platform happens to be. You can also find us at probablywork.com. Level up your podcast feed with the RPG After Years. Enjoy the show. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.